what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to uh, the 130th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Refair Service. We are here coming to you for the second time this week, as promised, uh, which does not happen too often that something is promised and then delivered on by by uh, the Birds All Day team. Uh, but here we are. Uh, we it, It's only been a few days since we last recorded, but of course, uh, one of the games in, in that time uh, was, I believe, 300 innings long. So we still have lots of things to talk about, lots of, uh, of actual baseball events to reference. It's going to be fine. It's good. And, uh, oh, and the Red Sox, of course, got themselves into some uh, tepid water, hot water, lukewarm, not cold water. Uh, so we'll talk about, we'll laugh, point and laugh, mostly at the Red Sox for that. And joining me, as always. Uh, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton, Stoughton, how are you? I'm calling again. Yeah, uh, no, I'm alright. <laughs> uh, I like, I, I, I've said this before, but I wish that there was like a futures market where you can bet on weird, like, things that become recurring jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, like what is it that elevates something from just being something that everyone knows about to being kind of, you know, so I feel like Fraser is in his ascendancy in terms of like being very memed. Yes, very like sure. running joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the uh, what's that goofy bands? The All Star, the oh Smash Mouth, Snap, yeah. Smash Mouth, like and Rob Thomas. Like, what is it about those in- individual things that elevated them to the status of like the ongoing joke that everyone knows and everyone gets and makes all the time? I I, I wish there was I, I wish there was a, a futures market for that. I would love to bet on what's going to be next. I would lose my money. Yeah, I don't understand. That would be a great way to lose your money. Absolutely. Uh, I guess that would be fun. I, I mean, if you if you want to get technical about it, it would be difficult to determine uh, at what point something has become so memeable as to pay out. But uh, sure, let's do it. Futures market. I think the the way to determine when something is gets paid out uh, would be when you see it on Facebook in like a screen grab of someone else's tweet. Like when it when it makes its way to Facebook after being filtered through Reddit and Tumblr and Twitter and wherever else or Instagram, um, that's when it that's how you know when it, when the normies get a hold of it and the normies are like, hey, I remember that show. This is hilarious. Yeah, uh, people still use Facebook. That's a thing. Um, every every urge every urge in my uh, in my body uh, compels me not to, but because of the the nature of the work that I do, mm-hmm. um, I cannot. Fair, fair. It's... I cannot get away. Yeah. Uh, there's an amazing story on uh, the London Review of Books called You Are the Product, and it's written by uh, uh, a guy named John Lanchester. And it is all about Facebook and about the way that Facebook does business and the way that Facebook has never had any compunction. Remember Google's catchphrase used to be, don't be evil? Like, do this, you know, catalog the entire internet, you know, drain the, earth, the world's ocean so we can find and kill God, uh, but don't be evil. <laughs> right, yeah. Facebook's never had anything. They they have never had any qualms. They've been one hundred percent qualms free the entire time. They're just like, yeah, gonna do what we're gonna do. It's hard to believe that a guy who uh, started a website as a means to creep and and objectify his colleagues and <laughs> and, and, and fellow students uh, would have that kind of streak running through him. But here yeah, we are. Yeah, I still feel. I mean, I know literally absolutely nothing about anything, but I still feel it's like. It's it's got a MySpace moment coming for it where people are like, wait, the active user base is Paolo? Like, you've got great numbers, but what? Is, but I guess, I mean, 
they they're they're providing traffic numbers to somebody somewhere so they're, they're probably trustworthy so uh yeah i don't know it, it, it all reeks of desperation at this point I, that, I, that's what i think I'll, you know anytime i see them do something it's like yeah they're getting desperate because people are like enough of this horseshit i don't know but that's i that, wish that I, was the case I, I, they've yeah. gone it, it, they've well, gone over two billion worldwide users yeah so they say so <clears> plus you say. add in whatsapp and instagram um yeah, in- instagram instagram's it, doing okay yeah look at instagram and look at snapchat and realize what happens when facebook decides that you need to be out of their way um because they they've just like straight up like lifted and stole everything from snapchat and put it into instagram and and people love it they don't give a shit my <laughs> yeah. my snapchat oh, yeah. is that field is fallow uh but uh Those instagram stories yeah they're there yeah instagram stories for days for days yeah but uh, anyway well okay yeah if you'd like to move on that's i was just, well, I, no we don't I, have I'm to almost do. completely broken with i don't do facebook basically at all mm-hmm. anymore uh yeah so i feel that everybody should should be doing what i do i don't know it was way easier than i thought it would be it's really it's really not a big deal but then i i say that i've said that before and then i'm like oh yeah but also i need a fucking iv drip of twitter just to fucking get up in the morning so uh so i don't know uh without that and by god people please don't get yourselves on twitter uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> then, uh, you know maybe stick to facebook i don't know I, I had, for the longest time, I had two phones. I had a work phone and a personal phone. Now I just have my personal phone. And on my personal phone, because it's old and, like, all out of space, I don't have Twitter, and I've never had Facebook on it. And, and it's been, it's it's very refreshing. I spent the weekend without being on my phone all the time. But I also was twitching. And I had to actually <laughs> download, I actually downloaded Instagram onto my phone just for the sake of having it and having uh, content to look at which is uh, horrifying it, a horrifying yeah, reality it really is and I'm not like I'm not I'm old enough that I, I'm not of the generation who have only ever known their entire existence staring at a screen or at their phone <laughs> yeah. um, so I can't imagine what will come in the future yeah I, I know what's going to come in the future of the Toronto Blue Jays it's going to be silky smooth segues oh like uh, so what we'll we, we teased this a little bit um in our earlier this week episode, we talked. Well, we'll talk a little bit about the news and the news and the ongoings, but then we'll talk about well, maybe a bigger picture. And I, I'm kind of playing with the idea of using this um, template um, for us moving forward a little bit. We'll see how people react. Uh, just some banter, and then we'll maybe spend a little bit more time on uh, a, long, a single, um, bigger idea. So we'll try that for today. Uh, so the first thing we'll talk about is um, don't talk about the Red Sox thing. How the Red Sox got caught. Uh, red-handed. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, IV drip of, uh, of content, Red Sox got caught using an Apple Watch in the dugout. Truly and that's hilarious. pretty much it. Truly hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, did I see you tweeting about, like, it's... It, it, how effective is this form of cheating even, really, right? I mean, it, it does not seem to... The Red Sox are good, but the Red Sox are good because they're good, I'm pretty sure. Uh, which well, makes I mean, it even dumber, right? It, all this is, in my mind, and, and it comes back to the man in white thing, which again, uh, it's important to remember, revolved around the Yankees and always mad Joe Girardi. Super <laughs> rabbit ears convinced that the world is against them because they're the Yankees. But uh, if all you're doing is signaling what you believe to be the pitch selection to the hitter from second base, you know, the half millisecond before it cut, before the pitch is delivered. Uh, cheating to me needs to be, like, 
I think it's going to get lost, and I think that it's important that it doesn't. But like the Astros Cardinals um, cheating thing, yeah, that to me is like super. That is cheating. That is like uh, that's why that guy went to fucking jail. Like that is an that is white collar crime. That is high level concerted effort to uh, to to undermine the competitive advantage that your competitor. Uh, developed with their own internal technology and internal talent and whatever else. That to me is fucking awful. This is pretty minor. And you can tell it's minor. I mean, it's not minor because some people on Twitter were talking about uh, people, baseball, smart baseball people that I, you know, that I um, respect or, or however you want to look at it. Uh, they, they said, like, this is non-uniform personnel offering information to players during the, during the course of play, which is true. That's serious. That's not something to maybe brush under the carpet but it to me it elementally it's still like this is what we think he's going to throw which can happen at any time um it's been happening for a long time but the yankees who if you will recall in the aftermath of the man in the white thing they were using secondary signs with nobody on base in toronto which is like tinfoil hat insanity like get over yourself <laughs> make a good pitch uh you know like to me it the, the whole thing with baseball is it doesn't matter necessarily if you know what's coming if the pitch is well executed there's a very good chance you're going to get the guy out. Or if the pitch is poorly executed, if he doesn't know he's coming or he does, it's going to get hit. Uh, I, I made a comment uh, the other day about Manny Machado had a three-run home run, walk-off home run against the Yankees, two-run home run, I don't know, the other day uh, off Dellen Batances. The pitch that Batances threw was so fucking bad. It was supposed to be down and away, and he hung a slider, and instead of being down and away, you know, like the like you expect a Dellen Batances slider to do, it like sat up and in, it was like the most cement mixer of all cement mixers. And then Machado hit it 450 feet because that's what happens. He didn't know that it was coming. He's like, oh, look, it's a fucking beach ball. And then he <laughs> smashed it because he's amazing. Well, and if he knew what was coming, he probably wouldn't have swung. No, it's right? true. You know, that, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a great point. Uh, I, still, I mean, I think that I, I, there's obviously a difference between, oh, I think this is what this guy's going to throw. And I literally reading their signals. Um, I, I, I don't know if it was the, the Brewers, I, I don't know how much I would give a shit. I guess we would still give a shit. I mean, I, I made that exact same point. I said, if this was the Brewers, the outrage is turned down by a factor of 10. Um, the the poor Brewers as the, as the like representative of all teams, nobody could possibly give a shit about, I guess. Poor Jack. Bless the Brewers though. Great club. (laughs) Exciting. Hope they sneak in and get, run past the Rockies and get into that wild card spot. All in on the Brew Crew right now, but um, but yeah, uh, it, because it's the Red Sox against the Yankees, because it's the Yankees who are whining and moaning and belly aching and being, you know, the 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 victims of this of this uh, you know elaborate scheme, and then of course the Red Sox turned around and accused the Yankees of using yes cameras to point directly into the dugout, which is a one hundred percent accurate, obviously. The whole thing with the Doug Fister earpiece, like he's wearing That's an amazing. earpiece, like yeah. no, it's his fucking <laughs> mouth guard. Uh, it's so easy to, to gang up on the on the on the Red Sox, and the the Red Sox are not very sympathetic, and the Red Sox are not, you know, they, they, you want to beat the Red Sox down. They're a good team because they're a good team. They're probably not as good as they should be. Uh, if they're trying to get an edge, uh, they're not alone. Every team is doing it in in one way or another. Maybe if they're, you know, uh, Bruce Arthur wrote something about that uh, in the in the Toronto Star today or today yesterday about how the thing with this uh, is that it's blatant. And that baseball cheating that everybody does and the sort of little mini minuscule edges that teams seek um, in terms of in the, in the course of play and what's going on on the field, as long as it's sort of like kept under wraps, 
that is all that anyone cares about. Just don't be overt. Don't be blatant. Don't be don't be stupid and clumsy about it. And you can do what you know what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So somebody somebody tweeted at me about (laughs) you know it's just going to slide off off the substances on their shiny forearms. Those red socks, which is another blatant thing that uh, fans get all up up about. You know, Zapruder film like examination of. of screenshots from games about oh look he's got stuff on his arm it's like yeah everybody does that that's why nobody like calls them out on it you you see them i watching the red sox yankees i think it might have been sunday night joe kelly came out and he's about to get he's about to start warming up in the in the bullpen and he had put a whole bunch of shit on his forearm on his right forearm and he kind of rubbed it in then he took a bunch of rosin or powder or whatever and he started spraying like sprinkling it on his arm so that he can get that kind of mix that he wants to make sure that he can maintain that grip on the ball. Uh, I don't think anyone is doctoring the baseball anymore. Uh, those, I feel like in a lot of ways that those are diminishing returns, you know, the kind of Mike Scott school of, of scratching and, and you know, uh, uh, defacing the ball because the balls are just in and out so quickly. The chance of ever, you know, being effective with one of those, it's one pitch. Um, it's really, really rare to me and and i mean maybe i'm just kind of um apologetic i'm a, I, I, I apologist maybe i'm a red sox apologist or like a please like my sport super fan in this way because it just doesn't really bother me the the, the cardinals astros thing is uh is, is like truly truly objectionable and and i don't know that they could have been punished any further but uh I, they were punished pretty severely uh and to me that is um that's the new vanguard of cheating that is the stuff that's that's not above that you know that that's above and beyond and 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 again the book needs to be thrown at those folks rather than the oh this is what i saw on mlb tv um if he's throwing a curveball yeah i'd still throw the book at the red sox fuck them uh, but as, as i as i wrote it's mo- I, I don't expect that at all to happen uh yeah I, I you know it would just be like edifying for me as opposed to like effective way to stop it because like we say it's a, it, the it's just it's not a great way to cheat anyway so it doesn't really matter all that much like i mean uh i yeah i don't know but it, it would be it would still be hilarious and and i think warranted to to uh to throw the book at them but it's maybe hilarious enough uh in its own right that they're just so bad at it that they've gotten caught it's true but they never would have gotten caught uh if it wasn't for the yankees you know Thin skin <laughs> yes. trash. Yes. Um, Very important to remember, yeah. Um, speaking of trash, the Blue Jays played a 19-inning game the other day. A game that, uh, for all intents and purposes, would have been over had Roberto Osuna not blown his 10th uh, save of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, the ongoing well-being of Roberto Osuna and his, and his uh, status as a Blue Jays closer... Um, it, it's as up in the air as it ever was. He's been really, really um, bad over the last, I don't know how long, month or so. Whatever, whatever. Um, you know, you could play arbitrary endpoints if, if you want, but it's not hard to find. Uh, I, uh, I did yesterday. I think it's his last 16, <coughs> 16 and two-thirds. He has like an 8-10 ERA. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I think if he... That's I kinda not se- good. I separated his... His uh, season into segments, uh, you know, because he struggled coming back from the World Baseball Classic. So, but if you start at like, I think it was April 29th and go to the 27th of July, uh, that's when he was like untouchable and the the Jeff Sullivan piece came out and he was, you know, he just looked as 
good as anybody out there on the mound. Like it was just automatic. Uh, and that's a nice little endpoint for where things kind of start to go sideways, which, you know, that's what arbitrary endpoints do, right? That's, uh, it, it's easy to create, create a narrative like that to, oh, look, he was magnificent here. And then he's, he's gone to shit when, you know, yeah, fluctuations like that are going to happen anyway. But, uh, but yeah, it, since the, since the 27th, since that appearance, 27th of July, uh, 810 ERA, um, peripherals have looked a little bit wonky but not as i wrote yesterday too far out of line with his uh career averages you know his his you look at the strikeout rate the walk rate um the home run rate is all it's all you know not what not quite what you would expect out of roberto osuna but it's it's been fine it's been okay the velocity is a bit of a an issue but he's that was also going on during the part of the season where he was incredible no it's absolutely true um it's really easy to explain away, uh, you know, his struggles or, or issues or foibles or however you want to describe it. Um, so I'm going to do that because <laughs> I'm not going to try to crawl into his head. And, and there's been some um, uh, commentary about, obviously, the anxiety um, um, issue and flare-up um, and, and, the, and the ongoing struggle with that. I can't pretend to understand where he is in his um, treatment or or, uh, or 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 dealing with that, uh, and if it's a factor, um, I wouldn't. I would never dismiss it. But I, I, I can't think of a pitcher who's had worse luck of late um, than Roberto Osuna. He's like the hit batters and wild pitches. Um, he's still not getting hit very hard. Um, I looked at. I was looking at his expected weighted on base average. It's it's right on uh, with his expected or with his weighted on base average allowed uh in that it's like elite it's 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 the elite of the elite and if you could say well because he had that huge stretch of where he was untouchable it's like well yeah that's because that's who he is there's no reason to to believe that suddenly he's bad um suddenly he's 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 some kind of unusable you know untenable uh, uh ninth inning reliever it's always unfortunate to see him go through this but there's no way I, 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 it's going to take a lot more than a 20% of what was I looking at. Again, you can, you can get as granular as you want with his numbers. You can look at his strand rate. Uh, his strand rate for the season is, is like under 60%, which is the number of runners he either inherits or allows that come around to score. Um, for a high strikeout pitcher, that number is usually very high, like in the 80s or even up into the 90s. They tend to not allow guys to come in because they, they mow down batters. They strike guys out. They don't move him along, not as many sack flies, whatever. For his, his strand rate to be so like dastardly low, to be so insanely low, uh, it's really shocking. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's no real rhyme or reason to it. Uh, he's given up a couple home runs, but again, he still, avoid, he still avoids the home run uh, like the plague. He doesn't really walk anybody. His walk rate is up, but still so low. Uh, and strikeout rate is down, even if we just look at like the first half versus the second half. Um, obviously, he doesn't look right, and if people want to believe that he's hurt and he's and he's not uh, executing his pitches well, uh, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to listen, but to assume that he's somehow like done or or bad or or that you know, as we've made, we've joked about, well, he's a reliever, so he's it's you know, relievers are volatile. Should have traded him a long time ago. I don't necessarily necessarily believe that. I have nothing but the utmost faith that he will, um, if not before the end of this year, um, uh, next year be right back to who he is and what we would ever expect. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I wish I had that kind of, I, I, I have some faith, just not the utmost faith. I mean, um, 
yeah it's probably it's probably issues that can be worked out but like you say the wild pitches the uh the hit batters seem a little abnormal for him i mean if you break the the, the season down into these those kind of segments that i looked at that uh you know there are some differences he's not he's not throwing the ball in the zone quite as much part of that is maybe that he's gone so far away from the four seamer which is getting hit hard uh even earlier in the year and is, and, and he's you know just flipping the that cutter in there a lot and, and and using his secondary stuff more often um if you look at uh speaking of the strand rate if you look at, at uh uh, the splits with the men on base and and uh, with the bases empty is weighted the weighted on base against him is uh 207 uh with men on it's uh 287 with men in scoring position it's 328 maybe there's maybe there's something going on there when runners get on or when uh you know uh, I, I don't know if that's you know there's a tell maybe that when he mm. uh but that's you know that's all sort of theoretical and I don't know, not necessarily doesn't that could just that could just be a blip because it's a reliever because we're talking about like a 12 inning sample. Uh, uh, specifically, I mean, you know, with men in scoring position. And and so, yeah, I don't know. The stuff still the stuff still looks good. Guys are still swinging and missing, maybe not quite at the rate as when he was magnificent, but it's similar to previous years. Uh, I've seen a lot of people be like, well, it's not, Russell Martin's not back there. I don't think that's. I don't believe in magic enough to think that that's too much of a factor, but you know, I guess you can maybe add that to the mix a little bit. Uh, people really do like Russell Martin, and I'm I'm okay with that. But uh, I, I'm with you. I think it's 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 probably just a blip, but it's still something that you know. I think we got to keep watching this stuff. It it has felt visually, you know. I know we we tend to not. Uh, rely on that when there's the data to back up our, our opinions i mean it, is, it has felt like he hasn't looked as good as he once did and and the the pitches in the dirt and the and and just maybe not quite finding his command and, and struggling with his command a little bit uh i think anecdotally has been a thing uh of late which has maybe helped him go sideways a little bit but but yeah I, I, what you say is all true though too it's uh He's, if he's you, still pretty good. I don't know. If you want to tell me that he does, that he doesn't look confident at the plate, I will I will not um, not argue with that. Or at the uh, on the mound, he does he doesn't look like himself. But who, who knows? Well, well uh, hopefully you, it'll all come out. When it'll you go through a stretch right. like that, when you're when you're as fucking good as he is, then yeah, that would yeah. rattle you maybe a little bit. When the announcement comes that he's having surgery on his shoulder in the off season, um, you know, then we'll all know. Mm-hmm. What was really going on? Uh, anything else from the 19th inning game? Uh, Matt Dermody, who we kind of uh, jo- joshed a little bit on this um, previous episode, yeah, got rid uh, of the he flow. actually looked pretty good. How long, ago, yeah. how long ago did he get rid of the flow? I don't even know. That's a good question. A lot of guys, there were a lot, guys, a lot more longer haired dudes this year in baseball, but it seems like a lot of them are uh, the hair is going by the wayside, which is unfortunate. You need more heshers, you need more <laughs> scumbag, you know, extras from a, from a Richard Linklater film. I, 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 I need that in my life. All right. Speaking of needing things in our life, uh, the Jose Bautista thing is—I um, don't know if it's coming to a head, but it's coming to a close. Jose Bautista's time with the Toronto Blue Jays is—is uh, is, uh, there are precious few days remaining in this chapter of his uh, Blue Jays life. I have to believe, and I know that you believe as well. Oh my God! It's—it's um, um, it's just been a really, really unfortunate season for him. You, you never—you can never really like throw. Um, you know, it's not his fault the team is bad. Um, but it's definitely, you know, he's been bad. 
he sh- he was bad at the big- in April. He was really good in May, and then he's been like really truly objectionably bad all the way through. Um, uh, like I I think I don't even realize how bad he's been because I just don't want to know. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm with you there. I'm looking at his I'm looking at his numbers this year, and it's you know you put you take the name away, and it's and it's like we would we would be just riding this guy for being complete dog shit all year. Um, um, but I've, but yeah, we tried to avoid it because he, well, also because he's, well, because he's Bautista and because he's, he's going to be out there. He's out there. That's, they paid him $17 million. Somebody, somebody perhaps above the front office, uh, decided that was a thing that they should do. Um, which made sense. And I, obviously everybody was really happy when he came back. Um, but yeah, holy shit. What a disaster. Uh, yeah, disaster is not an unfair characterization of his uh, season so far. I have, I have, um, so something very funny happened the other day, uh, and it has a. It's funny the way things all um, kind of come together. I saw a list, and it was listing some of the worst twenty-five home run seasons of all time, and I, it made me laugh. And I went back look because I was looking at J.P. Aaron Sebia. Uh, many may or may not remember J.P. Aaron Sebia's um, uh, 2013 season with the Blue Jays where he had 21 home runs, um, which is good, right? 21 home runs is good. That's what you like? Yeah, you'd think so. He played a fucking ton. He played 140 games almost that year. Uh, his on-base percentage that year was 227, which is really, 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 really bad. His OPS plus that year was 59. Even though he had 20 home runs, and that was before every ball in play was a home run, right? This was this was like the year before the year of the pitcher, where everything was a strikeout, and there were no home runs, no one could score any runs, everything was terrible. 20 home runs, he was 40 percent worse than league average, which is insane. And then did the Jays go with him as their full time starter for yet another year after that? No, they didn't. That was the last. No, one. they didn't. Okay. that was the last one. I think. I mean, that was an especially bad season, but I think there, there were some signs. Well, his two thousand and eleven was the year that he hit twenty three home runs, but he was like a ninety one OPS plus. So you know that's that's workable as a catcher. Give me some pop, play every day. Uh, twenty twelve uh, was more of the same, and then twenty thirteen was like a new low where he just made like so many outs. He, he his OPS raw OPS was five ninety two. That's like Ryan. <laughs> that's like he was worse than Ryan Goins, but he managed to hit um twenty home runs. He conspired to hit twenty home runs. Uh, yeah. So I went looking. I went looking at the list. What a magnificent fucking year that was. Yes, Ryan Goins was was a better offensive player. Is a better offensive player this year than than Aaron Sebia was that year. If you would use OPS plus as your measure, which there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Now, so I was like, oh, I'll pull this list up, and I was it was uh, actually R.J. Anderson from CBS Sports, uh, ex of Baseball Perspectives, and he had produced the list. And then in producing that list, I was like, oh, look, there's more names on here now, especially as baseball's gone homer crazy. Uh, guys who are like Albert Pujols, right? He's got a bunch of home runs this year, but he's trash. Um, and lo and behold, there is Jose Bautista. On the list because yeah. he has 21 home runs and he has a way to run created plus of 80. So that is not that is auspicious company to keep. Where yeah, Jose Bautista's managed to like run into a bunch of fastballs and hit some home runs, but it's just been like so dire. He is he's I don't I think he's going to 
lose his place as the all-time career leader in wins above replacement for the Blue Jays because he's been so bad this year, almost two wins below replacement. Um, Whoa, who's uh, is it, that? Is that the uh, prospectus version? No, it's uh, baseball reference. Oh, Fangraphs has him as just uh, three tenths of a win below. No, this which one's seems, got him at one point six, generous, which seems quite generous actually. Despite his weighted runs created plus is eighty two, so same same idea. He's been bad. He's been bad, uh, and he's been bad in lots of different ways. Of course, he. I mean, I obviously love his way he runs the bases and stuff, but he's not really as fast. Uh, there were a lot of people that jumped on Jose when he got thrown out by Jackie Bradley Jr. in that. Um, they jumped on Tomorrow Low Hale for not pinch running for Jose um, when Jackie Bradley Jr. uncorked like a strike, 100 mile an hour strike from 250 <laughs> feet away yeah. to gun Bautista down by such a sizable margin that there isn't a single player on the Blue Jays that would have beat that throw, provided he was able to make a similar quality throw with a faster runner on third, which there's no reason to believe that, to believe otherwise, for me. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the Jose Bautista thing is like, he's going to get his chances to play. He's still going to, you know, he'll finish out the stretch. He won't play every day. Um, you know, obviously after the 19 inning game, he was off last night. Um, but it's just sort of like, it's, this is everything I didn't want to happen um, for selfishly, um, for the way that I regard Jose Bautista and the way I believe other, the fans, other fans should, should or, or will regard him. Uh, so it's really unfortunate that it's gone down this way. Uh, I, uh, it's uh it's a real bummer, but but it's kind of where we are. And 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 you wrote about it in your vice mailbag this week, just saying like, no, this is it. He's done. He's washed. Right? He is. I mean, it's it sucks, but like, uh, almost twenty five percent strikeout rate, walk rates way down. He's he's having a worse offensive year than the year that he came to the Jays from the Pirates, uh, and the two years prior to that with the Pirates. Like that's. Uh, that's not good. And and I I also wrote in the mailbag. You know, baseball is funny, and that there, I'm not saying that there isn't a chance that maybe he could still have another good season in him. You know, get a you know, get a couple breaks, hit a couple balls hard, and and uh, but uh, I I wouldn't want to do it on on the Blue Jays dime. I don't know what team would at this point. I mean, there's no defense there. There's no bat there. It's uh, this looks a whole lot like the end. It really does, and, and again, it's really unfortunate. And he gamely runs out there, and he hit leadoffs, which maybe, you know, maybe that was a, had an effect on his approach at the plate. But that's that's a pretty charitable thing to say. Um, uh, but yeah, like he, he's not gonna necessarily get the sort of. But I mean, who does? Who gets like the hero's send off? Right? He's not gonna get the Jeter thing. He's not gonna get his three thousandth hit with a home run in front of uh, the adoring fans. None of those things are gonna happen. He's not gonna get to four hundred home runs. He's not gonna get to uh, quite a few different. You know, maybe Blue Jays. Uh, centric milestones he potentially could have reached um uh it just you just hope that 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 there isn't i don't know like, i mean what how's it gonna end is he gonna have a get sign a minor league deal and get 50 plate appearances for the giants or something next year like just yeah. sort of kicking around being a fourth guy looking weird in another uniform uh which is which is funny considering how many teams he played for on his way to toronto but um, it's it's a shame, and I think that all anyone has can do is just say thank you at this point. Say thank you to Jose Bautista for all that he's done, uh, being the iconic Blue Jay for the better part of a decade, especially since the departure of um, of Roy Halladay, the author of more signature minutes than just about anyone. Uh, obviously, the the last the the top forty Blue Jays of all time debate uh, could not be more could not have been more uh, poorly timed. Uh, from a Jose perspe- Bautista perspective, because it's just he was immediately flushed down the list 
uh, a list that he belongs at or near the top of, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, by fan graphs, 33.8 career war as a Blue Jay. So like three and a third Mike Trout seasons. That's pretty good. <laughs> what does that say? Uh, that does say a lot about the Blue Jays, but... Uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, yeah, I, we could, I, we can keep going. It's, but it, yeah, it's just, it's like the three seventy five slugging percentage this year, three twelve on it's base. Crazy. Like it was, it was, you know, it, you thought as his skills eroded, it's like, well, his eye should be fine. So, you know, the on base can stay high. Maybe it'll take a lot of walks, and and he should still have some power, even if he's, you know, not what he used to be. And oh my God, it's all, it's, it's just all gone the wrong way. It's just all gone the wrong. And, and there was a thing I that I. I mentioned in that mailbag piece as well is that uh, uh, someone at Fangraphs was looking at, at uh, the bat speed metric uh, through StatCast and pointed out that his bat speed's still above average, but that him and Miguel Cabrera are two guys who uh, lost the most bat speed between last year and this year. Uh, I, I, I don't know enough about the details of how that's all calculated, looked at what they were even looking at, but... Uh, that's interesting. But it was like, yep, that <laughs> that seems about right. And the, and their point was, yeah, Cabrera went from, like, being top 10 to, like, above average, and Bautista was not in the top 10 last year. And and, uh, and I don't know. He's, he's getting beat a lot more than we used to see. He's just... Uh, Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, you just, you gotta... It, it sucks to dwell on that, and it would it will suck. You, on one hand, you know, I understand that you, to be to become a guy like Jose Bautista, to, to become any professional athlete, most likely, unless you're just completely, incredibly, naturally talented, uh, you have to have that belief in yourself and the competitiveness, and that's probably going to be the kind of thing that drives him to make the the unfortunate decision to continue his career after this year. Uh, and I hope that goes well, but I don't, yeah, it, I, I don't want to see him as I think I mentioned earlier in the summer, you know, in the bowels of the trop next, uh, uh, next June, having to, having to hang it up, you know, like having a uh, sad ass retirement yeah, ceremony like this. I mean, yeah. I mean the last, the last homestand of this year is going to be a thing. It's, uh, I think fans. I think fans know it. I hope fans know that you know. Some of them don't. Like I, I, I think that's what that mailbag question was, and it wasn't the first person that I'd seen say, you know. So are they going to pick up that option? Like, what's uh, are they going to maybe uh, not pick it up and then think about bringing it back? It's like, like, dudes, like, come on, like, or ladies, uh, you know, it's this ain't happening. It's uh, uh, yeah, they. They would have been a lot better with T. Oscar Hernandez out there all year. It's uh, marginally better. Yeah. They would have been marginally better, and yeah. and I I think you you know you 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 can't you can never know when a player is going to crater. Um, you know they they can um put uh, numbers against it or or whatever however you want to look at it, but uh, you know guys guys just sort of sometimes they just they just stop being good and it, it's all it takes is just like whoops and now he's bad and i mean pools is another example of somebody where uh as we said once they're robbed of that bat speed and they were the kind of guy who feasted on fastballs their whole career you know we saw earlier in the year i felt like batista got pitched they pitched him backwards no one was willing to give him a fastball at any point no one was going to give him a fastball especially in a fastball count and now it's almost like it's gone it's reversed there's just there's not a lot of belief that he can get to a good fastball and he can get to a bad one but you see him 
you know, rolling over a lot of those pitches that are on the outside half that maybe he would have been able to yank down the line back in the day because he was so strong and so fast. But now he just doesn't have that. Uh, and it's a bummer. And hopefully, again, there are so many moving parts in terms of, uh, you know, contract options and, and where he stands as a Blue Jay. So on, my another fear, and it's not really a realistic fear, but um, is that because there are, there's the, if you, if you if you don't know about his his contract status or that he's he is inevitably going to become a free agent at the end of the year, um, maybe there's the average fan isn't going to appreciate that 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 this will will presumably be it for his time in a Blue Jays uniform. So uh, that that to me would be a real bummer if if there was, if he's not able to to get a nice send off. But then there's always you know the redemption tour and he can come back and throw first pitches and. Do pretend bat flips and all that kind of stuff for, for all of eternity as a smiling face, provided he wants to do that. He doesn't exactly strike me as the most uh, sentimental guy around, so you never know. We'll see. You know, uh, steal Greg Zahn's job. Get him Get him on TV. I want to hear his opinions. Put the two of them going toe-to-toe. Get Bautista just dunking on <laughs> Zahn day after day after day. Um, one thing I do want to have... mention. Yeah. Uh, now, there's a million... Obviously, we've touched on the reasons why Jose Bautista has turned in such a, uh, an unfortunate and disappointing season. I have a, I have a crackpot theory. Mm-hmm. If you create on baseball, on play index, on baseball reference, if you create a list of the worst 20 home run seasons, um, there's another name that shows up twice on that same list of some of the worst 20 home run seasons. Uh, this one... Uh, this guy, his name figures to be close to the top in terms of the most home runs with the least amount of production. A name with whom Jose Bautista is inextricably linked forever. <laughs> His yeah. name is Ringette Odor. My belief is that the punch in that fight in Texas ruined both of their careers. Bautista... Bautista in April of 2016 had a 145 weighted runs graded plus. For the rest of the year, he was like 98. Odor is putting out, like, he is so bad this year. He's even worse than uh, than Bautista, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, he's his, his OPS plus this year, not so nice, 69. He's been terrible uh, after being an above average hitter last year. So that fight, it will haunt them for the rest of their days. It was. It has destroyed them. It became bigger than they are, and they have spent their the last two years, a year and a half, running from it and downplaying it, but also happily taking photos of yourself, you you know, punching um, Dirk Nowitzki in the face, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or then extracting the ultimate revenge by sweeping that bullshit team out of the playoffs for the second year in a row, sweeping in a, in a manner of speaking. Um, so that's my belief that if that had never happened, we would be having a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, we were having a different conversation last night. Uh, not Ruggedo Odor, uh, I should mention, I would be remiss if I did not mention, might be having the coolest season of all time, come to think of it. Sure, sure, he's been he's been replaced with level. But right now his OPS plus is 66, and, or 69, and his OPS is 666. So congratulations to Ruggedo Odor. You're having the coolest season of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's what I believe, and you will never, you will never be able to uh to get to, to change my mind on this never that's never. I, that's a good theory right i like it yeah i'm pitch, running with it pitch that yeah there you go that's yeah yeah I, if that's a book though that's that's a that is a definite book <laughs> yeah maybe a long read let's not go nuts here 
Hey, hey. But no, I like no, I I like it. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, I think the decline of Bautista was perhaps already I've, like not not to belabor it too much, but 2014 his weighted runs created plus was 160, 148 yeah. in 15, 122 last year, and now 82. It's it's just uh, that is what they call uh, the decline. It's uh, it's a it's a thing. It's an unfortunate damn thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think fans are savvy enough uh, to understand that this is going to be the end and to give them a proper send off at the at the end. But also, a lot of fans are jerks when it comes to Bautista too. I'm they are happy well, to it, see him go because it has taken trash. very little to bring that out. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That so that's about it. I, it's there's not too much to say. Again, we can, um, we can wax poetic on on his contribution to the team and his ability to keep them uh, relevant for however long. But um, what what I'm going to actually write about, uh, uh, not to give a give away the store here, is just the fact is just the shit that he took and how he handled himself through, you know, the bullshit. Uh, Damien Cox got asked the question stuff and through the, you know, the bat flip stuff and through, uh, you could, you go through his entire career, the, the people not liking how he was with, acted with umpires, people not liking this or that. And then just, just constant, constant questioning of him, shit being leveled at him and then him going out and being fucking great. I mean, I think that is the story of Bautista's career, uh, and it's it's something that, to be admired because he did not deserve all that shit that he took, uh, and I, he handled it uh, outstandingly well. I think. Agreed, agreed, and, and it's outstanding well in that he uh, was the same kind of defiant. Uh, he didn't give a fuck. He was <laughs> yeah. not apologetic. He didn't fall over backwards, and there were there were not a lot of you know soft focus features. Um, he's always been. Uh, who he is, and and uh, and I uh, appreciate it very much. And you know, we've talked about this many, many times over the years, many times over the years, about how his uh, route route to the big leagues, uh, being Rule Five, and and then getting passed around to four teams in one year, it has definitely opened his eyes to the nature of the beast and to the to the the, the, the machinations of the of the pro baseball industry. And uh, he wasn't willing ever to. Um, to just kind of uh, you know shrug and 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 smile and, and take it take it all not 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 take it all in stride but but he knew that he was on he's in in his own way he's on his own and he he had to earn the things that he got and he earned a five year contract after having one amazing year and and you know even though he may have felt like he was underpaid for the bulk of it because he was um, relative to his production his eyes have always been wide open and and I like that about him. A lot of people don't like it because he's not necessarily an easy interview. Uh, it's because he's smart and he doesn't need to give anybody anything. And uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he's, it's, it's been fun to root for him. And he's helped forge this sort of pretty, um, you know, Blue Jays fans, how the way that a lot of them conduct themselves on, on, on social media and online. Uh, and it's fun. Because fuck everybody else, basically. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Dow of Steam yesterday. It was like, yeah, I've, I've had, I remember having sympathy for fan bases. I wonder if anybody's having sympathy for us this year. Uh, nope. I'm pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the part of that is how good the team has been the last couple of years. But uh, part of it is, yeah, there is that defiant streak in, in 
the Jays Twitter. Maybe that's in every, uh, you know, because obviously Twitter and, and and social media commentary is all just a gigantic cesspool. But uh, oh, it is. But but I mean, yeah, I think it's we're we're it's certainly a fan base that because of a guy like Bautista is uh, is on the on the front lines of uh, combating people who are anti fun. You know, I think mm-hmm. Stroman has helped in later years too. But like, you know, and 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 uh, thinking about games through the, or the thinking about the game and the way that we we watch it and our fans through the prism of Bautista and what it you know what what it is we should appreciate about it. Which uh, you know, he's a guy who in a lot of uh, you know is not liked anywhere else, like you say, and 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 is uh, uh, is, has been defiant and is, is a guy who maybe in other eras wouldn't be, you know, as revered as he is, uh, even by his own fan base, even though that's still sort of an issue. And it's a, uh, it's a testament to him and how damn good he's been. Exactly. Uh, and he's been a lot of fun to cheer for. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun is indeed the, the operative word. And of course, nobody's ever going to forget uh, the crazy seventh inning and his central role um, within it and all the Darren O'Day stuff and, uh, Nova and everything it goes on and on and on uh, and of course he had 50 fucking home runs I think that's easy almost easy to forget it was to feel so like so long ago um, the only um, uh, you know only 50 home run season in Blue Jays history um, and a great one at that and then he was even better the next year great great all-timer the goat but that's it we've we've waxed poetic and, and we've uh, washed his his sullied balls long enough <laughs> That uh, you know, that we can go back to burying him for being a total a hole in the middle of the lineup, and he still gets to hit cleanup. It's not like you know they still leave, put leave him there in the middle of the or in the middle of the lineup because you know what are you gonna do? It's not like Pujols is just determined to destroy the Angels' playoff chances from the center of their now more potent lineup. But uh, <laughs> you think he's doing? You think he's are. destroying them this year? Wait till you see what he does for the next four years. <laughs> At least this year they're close. Right, they, they're close. They took their they take their run. They're taking their shot. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, uh, you got anything else? I don't. No, we should probably get wrapping up then. We've yeah. been prattling on for as long okay. as we typically do. So thanks to everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed this uh, double shot uh, midday. Thank you to you, Adrian Stoughton, for getting up much earlier than you had ever hoped and intended. Doing it here in the middle of the middle of the day, middle of the day, on the day. On a... It's it's still. It's only just barely into the PM. I don't know if I would say that it's a it's the middle of the day yet. The middle of the day is like you know uh, seven eight o'clock at night. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we I you you were we were corresponding when the the day was single digits. The the time the hour was single digits today. Uh, you sent yeah. the message before ten a.m., which uh, is a credit to you. Thank you. Yeah, I try. Yeah. You know, not all heroes wear capes, but uh, you know, some people are out there in these streets every day. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, and then yeah, let us know if what you think about this. It's not really any different. We did exactly the same thing that we always do. Um, and maybe we'll have some more fun stuff coming up in the next little bit. We're gonna try. Uh, we're gonna try to try. I think is what we would say. Is that fair? We're gonna try to try. Oh, we're gonna. We're totally gonna try to try. Yeah. Awesome. That's, so great. if you do like what you hear and this is the first time you've heard it, head over to patreon.com slash birds all day. Kick us a couple of bucks. Keep us going. Keep us, keep us trying new things and trying to be inventive or, uh, or at least trying to think of new ways to uh, get at you. And, uh, or go to iTunes or uh, uh, 
soundcloud.com slash birds all day to subscribe to our the podcast rss and read everything that stoughton writes at blue jays nation first and foremost where he links to all the stories he writes for all the various uh snowblind outlets from around the world <laughs> uh so yeah for 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 andrew stoughton my name is drew ferris we'll talk to you uh, next time on birds all day